Blog Talk Radio.
in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So I'm very excited about that opportunity. As well, on February 26th, I'll be participating in the Mango Writers Conference. 
If you're living in Miami, great opportunity. The South Florida Writers Association has been sponsoring this initiative. As well, I will be presenting at the TASS conference, which is the Teaching and Survival Series Conference, which will be located in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And lastly, I think the most significant thing for me, folks have been asking for the past year, Billy, when are you going to be releasing this book? So Everyday Folks, Volume 2 will be released August 2017. Very excited about as the date approaches, or actually the month, rather, I will reach out to you and I will share with you more specific information. So those of you who just tuned in now, this is Billy Jones. You can call me at 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. I just got a notice, by the way, that my audio cleared up. So it's funny. Here at, I'm, I'm here in a new home. I moved the studio of which I used to work at, work out of in Kendall, in my, in my now rental property. And I have to share that this space is amazing. As you can imagine, there may be a few technical difficulties. So I appreciate those of you who are emailing in and, and sending me little nudges through, um, through private message on Twitter of this particular um, challenge. But we fixed it. So the last thing I'd like to share is this. I will, I'm hosting for the third annual year, serving as chair of the Festival of Music, Film, Literature, and Arts at Broward College. And the purpose of this is to celebrate the arts and letters in those respective areas as a member of the humanities community. And the entire campus community is engaged in a number of interactive activities that are primarily targeting students. They're also open to the general public. I myself will be hosting two of those events. One is author Zarina Frey. The Frey will be speaking on March 30th, Thursday, March 30th at 9.45 a.m., and her topic is on, from her latest book title, Spring Haters and How to Deal with Negative People. Something very significant because if you, can't, if you can't get rid of or at least build a tolerance level how to deal with negative people, you're never going to flourish. So I feel my students need to hear from her and, of course, the rest of the community with which I live. As well, motivational speaker Raquel Bartoli will be speaking earlier that month. And she'll be speaking on the topic of our uniqueness and celebrating our strengths. And she'll be speaking as the keynote for at my campus for Black History Month. And lastly, for the week of MFLA, my dear colleague, Dr. Jeanette Curry, will be speaking on In Search of Maba, which is an incredible story of her uncle, who was a very active political figure in South Africa, during a very turbulent time. So even to this day, I did not know this, her dear uncle, who is no longer alive, incredible work in his, his tomb is now used as a pilgrimage. And people journey there from across the country to go and pay homage to him and his incredible work. So she'll be speaking on her work, that book actually, um, during the week of March 28th. Actually, it'll be on March 28th at 9 a.m. So as you can see, I'm busy. But then I'd like to know what you're up to. And I see that a number of you are sending me emails. The love is big. The love is great. So let's see what we can hear. Let's see what's going on in America. This first question comes from Sierra from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you, Sierra, for listening. And I hope you're staying warm. <laughs> I hear that it's quite cold where you're at right now. But here's her question. 
What is your opinion of the latest Fort Lauderdale airport sh- shooting? Well, I, I have to say first, thank you for the question. And as you can imagine, just because it happens in my own backyard, it doesn't mean that I'm not impacted by it. Human lives were lost. And those, li- those lives mean, mean a lot. I travel often, and I, can, and I just can't fathom the, the idea that just at the moment when I touch ground, whether it be in my own backyard or even in another location, that there could be someone there who want to harm me. The person who was on the plane with me sitting right next to me would decide he would like to end my life, and I never did anything to him. It's very concerning. And so my opinion is this. If we live our world in fear or, or live in fear, then we stop living. As a result, those of us who are the good, I do believe there are many good people. There's truly more good people in the world than there are bad. If we continue to band together and to keep the agenda focused on what's good, then those who are bad will either be pronounced or even denounced or eliminated as they need to be. And so as a result, we can't stop living because of the atrocities that go around us. Right now, I'm broadcasting live to you, but who knows? This, could this be my last broadcast? I hope it's not, of course. But we don't know what tomorrow may bring. And depending on your, your faith base, you have understanding of where that could go or where it could lead. And, and for me, I'll, I'll share this. I think that this world is in need of love, more love and more understanding of one another than ever before. And I think the more that we continue to project that, the better it'll get. I don't have kids, but I have colleagues and friends and family, obviously, who do. And I'm always concerned that if I, this world is so troublesome, is this a place I'd like to bring a child in? And I say yes, because of the fact that we need to promote and to elongate the human race. So if we don't reproduce, then there's none of us. Our race becomes another species that is extinct. And so we need to continue to thrive, but also, too, we need to also teach a level of tolerance and understanding. And just because someone lives differently from us or drives a different car or eats a different food or even believes or, or worships in a different way, we have, to make an under, we have to build an understanding and acceptance that people are people. We come in all shapes, sizes, colors, genders, doesn't matter what. The, he, the key is that we're one race, the human race. So it has, it, it, I feel that what's needed right now, South Florida is a beautiful place. Everyone wants to be here in South Florida, Sierra. And this is a great time for us to, to celebrate. There are still great reasons for Yes, the gentleman who caused this challenge is not from here or he has ties here. But even still, it doesn't matter if he lived here, if he was from here or not. There's a whole story of who he was and his entire background with our military. The point here is he was human and unfortunately a very sick one. And as a result, some lives are lost. And so we have, to be, we have to not be afraid to be vigilant and to be vocal when things are wrong. And I think too much of that, staying in our I stay in my lanes that I'm not focusing on what's going on next door, then it's getting beaten next door. Am I to call someone? And my answer is yes. I can't sit around and let anyone, any human, animal subjugate it. And so, therefore, I think the more that we put back and we start being and speaking up, it'll help. But we also have to be careful not to profile. 
And the more that we profile people because we may see something that may deem wrong, we need to be very careful how we approach it. So there is really no set answer for this, but my opinion is that we're going to heal. South Florida is great, and we're going to grow. And thank you for your love and support. And to all who lost loved ones or have injured loved ones, and even folks who were just stranded in, in fear, can you imagine being at the airport claiming your bags and not knowing where to go, and you're told to evacuate the building? That is so scary. And so as a result, I, I say kudos to everyone who survived and, and did the best they could with what they had in terms of information. What a conversation. Our next question is coming in from Chris from Jacksonville, Florida. Chris, thanks for listening, and I hope you're warm as well. Chris asks the following question. What books are available to help me with finding a writing job? Oh, Chris. Just yesterday, I was working on the, the syllabus for my forthcoming creative writing course at Broward College. And one, I wanted to find an open source book. I don't know if you know what that is, but an open source book is a book that is free. As you can imagine, text, textbook affordability has become a legal conversation among legislators in many states. And so now, at least in Florida, we're trying, the Florida uh, legislation is trying to come up with a, a, a law that helps regulate and create affordability act that puts pressure back on publishers. And so one of the books that in my search for open free courseware, I came across a, a couple of really cool books that I think will be a benefit to you. And one of them, and I'm pulling them up now, is Online Writing Jobs. It is a free book that is available online, and it talks about all the types of online writing jobs that are available. The book itself was published in 2014, so it's still fairly recent. I'll also place a link to this book or all these works on my webpage so that you can link directly out to the company that is responsible for it. But there's also another book that I think you would consider as well. It's called Social Media in Plain English. It's also published by the same online website. And the purpose of this particular book is to help you understand the value of what freelance writers can do and how they can enhance the work that they do by using the latest social media. So the website, by the way, that is responsible for these really awesome texts is called FreelanceWriting.com. Again, www.FreelanceWriting.com. You can go online and pull these things up yourself right now. I'm actually using three or four of these works within my forthcoming course. And there's even another book. I just threw this out there as well. It's called Headlines That Sell for Freelance Writers. So if you're trying to come up with a catchy headline for your blog or you're trying to come up with a catchy headline for your, uh, let's say, a research article or a journalism or an article you're writing for a local paper, this is a really great place where you can go and get those books too. I'll put, place the link on there, not only for Chris, but for those of you who are interested. And I'll be sharing this as well. My, my own dear friends at Everyday Folks Radio, I definitely will be sharing these with you. These are very, caught these as of 5 p.m. yesterday. So I didn't want to release it yet because I wanted to talk about it today. But since Chris asked the question, it was a great timing actually to provide the information. Thanks, Chris. Do want to remind you that this past January 3rd is that we, we reached our one year anniversary of Everyday Folks Radio. And I'm so, so proud of that milestone because 
the work that we're doing at Everyday Folks is not just for my own individual goals and purpose, but it's also to, to rally together incredible everyday people around the globe who have incredible stories and have things they like to share and, and they need a form or a space to do it. So I say thank you for over a year's success. This past Saturday, as of yesterday, my dear colleague Anike S helped us reach milestone number 70, our 70th episode that has broadcast live and archived from Everyday Folks Radio. So we're making in here, we're making history in a whole new way and so fun. And I say thank you for support. So our next question is coming in from Donald from Davie, Florida. Thanks for listening. Far from me here back back home in South Florida. And here's Donald's question. Every year, BJ, you seem to be very motivated to do great things. What keeps you motivated? Well, thank you for noticing that, Donald. Donald, I'll tell you this. Three things that keep me motivated. Number one, my faith, my spirituality in terms of my belief system. And, and that's important to me. And also just being, have a moment, not necessarily that I have to con- be in a strong community, not only being in a strong community of others who do that, but also having a moment where I can have that reflection to whatever energy is out there that I can relate to. The second one is the support network that I surround myself with. And that includes my colleagues at Everyday Folks Radio, my dear friends, fraternal brothers, um, my staff, you name it, folks who I can bounce ideas off of, folks who are entrepreneurs. And they don't have to be entrepreneurs in what I do, but they have to be entrepreneurial in spirit. It's just great to have conversations with people like that because it lets you know that you're not the only one struggling and that you're doing good work and that the, the, the struggle may be real at the moment, but it gets even better and that the rewards are even immense, the rewards are even more immense. So I need that support network and I need that sounding board in order to bounce those ideas. So that's important too. And the number three, of course, is my family. Although I don't get to see my family members very often, I know they love me and support me the world a, a great deal to me. And when I say family, that includes dear friends you know, who are not entrepreneurs, but just people who just have your back. And so those three things motivate me. And I include in that family group all my students. I love what I do. And this year it, um, is officially the ending of year 21 for me in my career in terms of teaching. So this fall, I'll start year 22. And every year, I've just come across some incredible students, and former students become dear friends or their colleagues, and I'm able to use them and and work with them to help future students. It's called paying it forward, and it never ends. And it's so awesome to be able to be in a community of people who who love you and support me. That makes me feel good, and it makes me want to do great. Now, there are but I'm upset with my I don't, I have a lot of projects, but I also know when to walk away or when to say no to things that I know won't be to my interest. But when I commit to stuff, I commit fully. And I may not be as vocal about it in terms of my work when I'm taking it to social media. But when you don't see me, know that I'm either living life to its fullest by taking a trip or something somewhere, or I'm working on a very intense project or initiative, and I need to concentrate on my energies there. So. I, 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 all of those things make who I am and motivate me. And I like to 
with you as well, uh, Donald, if I may. I mentioned a few minutes ago that there was a website that I came across that had all these really cool free textbooks that are available in PDF. And all the textbooks are available as, uh, they're, they're mobile friendly, so they can download into tablets or laptops or desktops. There was a book that I came across that I wanted to mention in that set from that website. And it's called 77 Motivational Tips. I recommend it. I, I gleaned it. I haven't read it fully, I'll be honest. But the things that I did see, they're very consumable, they're very friendly, and I think you could find some things that are relevant. And take a look at it. See what, what's out there. Thank you for that question. I'm getting a number of questions now, and, and I'm going to do my best to, to, to field them as much as I can. And this next question comes in from my dear colleague, Anike S. Hello, and welcome back, and happy anniversary. And her question is, what is your hope for Everyday Folks Radio Network in 2017? Good question. So, Anike, you and I know that we've been working in our respective silos in terms of our contribution to the Everyday Folks brand. And so one thing that is coming up for us is trying to see what we could do in terms of reaching greater audiences, especially those international audiences that are, that are tuning in, even if they're 1% and 2% according to our analytics see what we could do to help reach those communities and provide um, conversations and programming that will be suitable for them. So definitely make sure international markets of our focuses. Another is creating a, a, a unified presence for us in social media, and that has been accomplished. Is the announcement I'd like to make. It's on my list. I'll mention it later, but I think I should mention it now because it's relevant to this question. This coming... Wednesday will be the official release. Actually, correct that. This coming Saturday will be the official release of our Everyday Folks Radio website. It is a comprehensive website, which will also link back to the show. And also, it'll feature pages that feature each of the the programs, our primetime shows, um, Journey into Passion and Keeping Up with K-Pop. And the ladies, you have to see our team, from the beautiful Nikkei S to our K-pop girls. They are so beautiful. And you'll get a chance to see what they look like <laughs> once the website launches. So all of us have, uh, each of us has been very busy doing photo shoots and things when our schedules allow. And so now this is a for our listening audience to get a, a, a taste of what, who these beautiful people are. And I say they're beautiful because not only are they beautiful outside, obviously, but they're also even more beautiful inside because they, they care. And they work tirelessly in the name of everyday folks and the things that they do, oh, pro bono folks. So I am very grateful for what they do. It is my hope also, one last part for that for MDK, is my hope as well as a result that we can finally start bringing in sponsors. And those of you who are listening, if you have a business and you'd like to start broadcasting or running a commercial or an infomercial during Everyday Folks shows, hit me up. Let me know how we can do that. You can call me at 347-539-5372. That's only during the show. But to make it more formal, you can do reach me through everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So thank you for that question, and. I have about nine other questions I need to get to, and I have 27 minutes to do it. So I'm going to do my best to move forward. If at any time you'd like to reach me, our call-in number is 
539-572. Even though I give that number, I get flooded even more so through the inbox, through private messages on Facebook or Twitter. So everyday folks listen at gmail.com. It's quite busy. Keep your questions coming, folks. I'll do my best to field them. The next question is coming from Carlos from Orlando, Florida. Thanks for listening, Carlos. Carlos asked the following. Donald Trump is our new president, and I'm concerned about America for the next four years. What do you think is in store for 2017 in this regard? Oh, Donald. Oh, Carlos. So here's what I say. I have no qualms in acknowledging my my preferred vote. Um, I did not. I I supported Hillary. However, I'm also the, the firm belief that at the end of the day, I have to respect the leadership that I that is in place. I support dem- democracy and what it stands for. It provides me a chance in this platform to be able to express who I am without bias or fear. And so, having said that. I'm also concerned about individuals who challenge that belief or those beliefs and don't bring a sense of community or build a sense of community. I've grown up for the past 42, almost 43 years this coming April in terms of birthday, knowing that the world needs more love. And I feel that the more that we, as I mature, and it's not just because I'm getting older, I just think about what do I want my legacy and our humanity's legacy to be long after I'm gone? Will we continue to flourish? We will. But if we're not careful, we're going to destroy and, 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 and break down the very foundations of things that have helped us get where we're at. And I'm thinking of incredible people like Martin Luther King, for instance, who fought and died for men like me, brothers, to be able to do what we do. And so I say that this year is a year of speculation in terms of let's see and let's just sit and watch. Let's be positive. Let's not wish bad things on others or think bad thoughts. Because I've heard my family or friends make comments here and there that, oh, well, the best news would be if he was shot or assassinated. I don't wish death on any man. And I don't think that is a good attitude to have or carry because I don't want anyone wishing that on me either. It's just not human. It's not humane to think that. And so what I say is, is, let's be positive. Let's see what I can contribute. Because if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So please make sure to, to watch, be vocal, but also be informed. And, and if you be an informed citizen. Don't just take media as truth with a capital T in terms of what's on the television. Also, there are things that are in print. So have healthy conversations with people. Because we see too many crazy things that are going on in the world where people aren't just listening whole lot of talking, but nobody's listening. So I do hope that for our new president, I want him success because if he's successful, our country's successful. And I really want to see us flourish and not tarnish or ruin relationships that have taken almost centuries to build with other nations. Thanks for that incredible question. Here comes another question. Sean from Memphis, Tennessee. Sean, thank you for listening, and I am sure because of the weather up there, the only thing you're doing right now (laughs) Here's the question. Hope you're enjoying the much warmer weather in Florida. It's cold up north. I'm thinking of starting a blog about my journey to good health. Where should I start? Well, Sean, I'll share this. One, if you haven't done so, go back into our archive on iTunes, go to Blog Talk Radio, or go to BillyPaulJones.com. 
and tune into Anike Ass's show as of yesterday. So her monthly series is focusing on fitness and health. And she's interviewing real people, and, and, and she herself is also taking the journey for better health, too, as well as I am. So you can check in here with me, but I think it would be a better um, contact for that because that's her focus. And it's all about passion. We put our interest into things that we feel matter most. And so I first would say, listen to some other podcasts, definitely those who are done by my friends here at Everyday Folks. Also, if you're looking to start a blog, I would think of some word, some websites such as WordPress.com or Blogger.com. Uh, Blogger.com, to me, is more user-friendly than WordPress, although WordPress, once it's out there, it seems to function better, as some would say. But now with Google Chrome being the primary browser, or at least one of the primary, I think that has become obsolete. So. I would suggest you get on there and, and do think about this. Think about what message you want. When you're building a blog, my dear colleague Anika knows best, and I keep focusing on her because all of her incredible work is right, it centers around all these things that you're, you're asking about, Sean. I've noticed that even on her own blog, she is constantly active on it. And you have to build an audience, check hers out and respond to her page. And as well as respond to other people's as well. Subscribe. When you subscribe, directly in the email distribution list that you stay up and keep active photos and available. Uh, if you're trying to reach a younger audience, no audience. So you're trying to reach a younger audience. They like things more video based and image based. So you may want to consider that on your blog. You may want to invite that kind of conversation or engagement on your blog by asking others to contribute to it. Regard with video and. You got to do some thinking and don't overdo it. Color and design is key, but also functionality as well and purpose. So if that was of any help, I hope it is. Do please reach out to me or you can email my email me and I'll connect you to Anike as well, who is, I think, even better expert on this. Our next question comes from Winston from Orlando, Florida. Thank you for listening, Winston. He asked the following. Out of the stories to be released from your book this year, which one is your most favorite? Can you give us a hint? Oh, Winston. <laughs> so there is a secret, Winston, I'd share. So on my webpage, by April, I'll be releasing one of the Everyday Folk stories for free as a teaser to the everyone who wants to, wants to read it. It's hard for me to pinpoint a particular story. I'm feeling every story that I've written this time. The last time I, when I first wrote Everyday Folks, it was published, I wrote it in 2003, early 2004, published later in 2004. And five, over half a million copies later, I have to tell you something. I am not the same writer or thinker I was, set, what, 14 years ago. Wait, let me get the math right here. 13, 14 years ago? And so as a result of that, I, I just feel that I'm ready to do some different things, share some different things. I also have to say I'm in an advantage. I teach writing, even though my credentials are in, in English, lit, creative writing and literature. That also helps reinforce my own writing skills because I'm constantly grading or reevaluating someone else's. And I learn from my own. So I have to say that there is no particular favorite story yet. I will give you this. There is one story that that. All the stories in the book are, by the way, all real stories. They're based on stories or things that people have told me 
Uh, and these are from private interviews to just things that people have told me and sworn to secrecy that unfortunately I have not kept a secret. Sorry, folks. <laughs> and so I have to say that the one story that comes to mind is my dear friend, and I won't say who, and it's a male, <laughs> told, me a, told me a story, and it was a hilarious story about a time when mom came home and encountered something that she should not have seen. And I decided to write about it. As you can see, the stories are going to be a little grittier, too. So I definitely want you all to check it out. It's, it's going to represent, and I have to bring a new audience. I am targeting generation of all generations, but especially millennials in this next group, because by the year 2020, they make up 50%, they're already making up 50% of the world population. By 2020, they're going to be making up majority of our workforce. And I don't think Everyday Folks Volume 1 even considered them. It's very, it's very time-based. It's bound in that particular time in which it was produced. I've got to give a little flavor and bring it to the present. I think it's going to, it's going to bring opportunity for me, but also a new audience for, of, of readers as well. The next question comes from Yanni from Miramar, Florida. Thanks for listening, Yanni. Have you ever worked with other beginning authors to get books out? Yes. In fact, um, over the past, in my 20-plus year tenure as, as, uh, as a professional, I have worked with, I probably helped about 10 individuals get their works published, you know, close to 10. And some of them are doing even better than I. And so in terms of market numbers, and so I, I or sell numbers, I, I recommend definitely connecting with a mentor. But for me, I love helping beginning authors or first time published first time authors get their work out there. They are the most eager. I'm still learning things. I learn from them because they're coming into an industry that is a lot more digital based. And even though I'm very hip and current with things, there's always something to learn. And I feel that a, a, a beginning writer or first-time published author will always have the advantage because they're, being, they're embracing what it means to get out there in digital rhetoric in this platform and industry using those tools today. So I, I say yes, I have worked with beginning authors. I will, and when time permits, because also there are time constraints, because I also have other things that are going on project-wise for me, but I have, I'm never too tired to do good things for other people. So if you have questions or need feedback, you're always welcome to contact me. Next question comes from Jesse from Miami, Florida. Right here in my backyard, Jesse, thank you. And I hope you're enjoying this beautiful weather. As soon as the show is over, I actually have to, I'm going to be heading out. And it is so beautiful. I don't want to be indoors. I want to go outside in my backyard and get in my hammock. But Jesse, here is the question. What is the benefit of, of writers' conferences? And where can I find more about them? So, Jesse, as any industry, not just as writers, it is important that you are in a community of, of people doing what you do. And so, it's having said that, attending a writer's conference is great for networking. You can work on craft. It is a great place to build writing skills and talents and also share and vet certain ideas that you may want to pitch. Because you may think you have the best idea, book idea right now, but there could be another person in the world, your doppelganger, who has the same idea too. Or you may pitch it in a very uh, concealed or coded way to someone at a conference, and it may emanate into something even greater. So I, I say to you, go to a writer's conference. Since you're here in Miami, I, I support your joining the South Florida Writers Association. This, this year on February 26th in the Kindle, 
there will be the Mango Writers Conference, which I'm attending. I hope that you will consider joining the organization. Um, South Florida Writers Association meets the first Saturday of every month at the Pinecrest Regional Library in Pinecrest, Florida, which is in Miami. So come out and see what we're about and join. But do partake in conferences, even workshops or webinars. Uh, there have been some ideas of folks wanting everyday folks, family, and for me in particular as a writer to offer a few webinars. So that's something I'm considering. I'm also looking at using uh, some platforms like Udemy and but definitely do partake. You know, you never spend, there's never, spending any amount of money and investing in your interest is always a good thing, especially in the interest that will have a while. So go for it, I say. The next question comes from Jermaine, uh, Nyleen, excuse me. Um, and there are actually two questions. So I'll take the, the Jermaine one, then Nyleen. Jermaine from Pembroke Pines, Florida. Thanks for listening, Jermaine. Jermaine writes, I've been to a few book releases for the first time in the past year and have noticed that many of the authors choose to read an excerpt of their book. What do you consider reading during your own release? Thank you for that question. It's a very good one. Well, Jermaine, hopefully in, in August you'll come and see me, and then we can chat. You can see how that works. But usually at a book release, book releases aren't long events. They range anywhere between an hour to 90 minutes usually. And it's a great opportunity for, for, for the author to connect directly to a, a, a popular audience or a supporting audience of fans. And also, when you select the, your excerpt, you should select a piece or a part of the book that will hook the audience to read the book. So it's not just about taking the pictures and getting the signing. You want people to buy into the quality of the book. So therefore, choosing an excerpt or component of the book that will resonate with people is so important. And so, it, for instance, I have an advantage. I write short stories, so I could, could I read an entire short story in, in the time I have for an hour? I could, but I'm not going to do that. Parts of one, and I'll be right up to the point where there may be a climactic moment in the storyline where I'll say, oh, and just for that, if you'd like to know more, please make sure you pick up your copy of Everyday Folks as you leave the building today. <laughs> so as a result, you don't want to give out all your magical tricks to your audience. If not, there won't be a follow-up show. But if you do want your, in, your fans to have a, a direct connection and taste and connection with you, and there's also a Q&A section, so do be prepared for the questions. And if you don't have an answer, remember, it's your show, so nobody's going to come there to challenge you on something unless you're speaking or writing about something that is very specific academic, then that's a different audience and that's a different preparation. But every major event requires prep. But know your craft and own it. And the more you do that, the more people are going to be, feel your confidence and they're going to support you. Usually people go to book events, support the people who are there. So it's not a space for challenge. It's a space for discussion. The next question comes from Nyleen from Miami, Florida. Nyleen, thank you for listening. I love animals and was thinking of writing a book about animals. Is there a market for this? Yes. If you haven't read John Steinbeck's The Red Pony, I read that in seventh grade honors English back in 1986, believe it or not. And that book, then I thought it was the most boring book to read. But now as I'm an adult and I realize the fascination with that horse and that the protagonist had in saving the life of that horse, that's a big deal. And so, and there are also other examples such as Animal Farm, where human um, qualities are personified through animals, this is a great audience. 
But I have to share this with you. If you're going to write in the voice of human through animals, you still have to keep the nature of that animal in mind. So therefore, if you're going to use an owl, study an owl, know what the owl sounds like. If you're studying a particular breed of owls, you can't say, for instance, that the owl likes to walk around the sunny afternoon when they're more nocturnal. And so, and not all owls, by the way, are nocturnal, but you have to know your animal. So do your research, please, Nyleen. And also know your target audience. Children are great audiences for animals. Children like animals. And so many children's books have caricatures that represent animals. And on this website that I came across yesterday, there's a book called Writing for Children. It's a textbook that's a little mini book, about 40 pages. It's about tips on how to write, how to write for children. Some of those tips are pertain to writing about animals. And so therefore, and yes, they are personified in, in many ways, but still qualities, they're still animals. So if you're able to craft your writing to bring in both worlds, the both humanity and the animalistic side, you're going to create storylines. Yes, there is a market. I say go out to the bookstore and take a look at that market. I myself am not, am not an, a writer in that market, but I do like bringing in nature in my writing. So you may want to consider that as well, because animals as well as humans are part of nature. Good question. This next question comes from Sydney from New York City. Thanks. Sydney, by the way, I think you are a very frequent listener because I've noticed I've received lots of email questions from you. Thank you for being such a little fan. Thank you so much. I'll say that to you. The question since it's very good, <laughs> I've been reading personal writing. I'm thinking of starting my own podcast. Any tips? Yes, there is, Sydney. Please do not challenge me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There is no competition. We are all part of the same family. But yes, I do. I do recommend a few things regarding starting up your own podcast. Number one, look at a good platform. I use Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio is really good for podcasting. And there are others that are out there as well, and I have them. I homework on them. But I do feel that Blog Talk Radio provides the best not only in quality, but also affordability. So do check that out. Also, you don't necessarily need an online live platform like what I use to do a podcast. If you have a mic and a, a computer, you're good to go because most podcasts aren't live. What we do here at Blog Talk Radio is very different where we do live broadcasts and also later archive them. And then next as well, make sure you have a brand and a platform on which this podcast can be um, addressed or resonate with others with. And the more that you provide that, the more likable and the more listened it becomes. So you definitely want to consider that too. And then lastly, support yourself by, with a great support team. It is costly, but also there is a benefit. I always share with people. I use Everyday Folks Radio as a means to reach my fans, but I'm in the business of writing. So I'm not in the business of just only podcasting as an ancillary to my writing. I'm using this as a platform to support and promote the everyday efforts of everyday folks, books. But it has become its own name and its own, but it still, it wouldn't exist if everyday folks' books didn't exist. So therefore, I say to you, make sure that you have a brand and you have an image or an idea that is consumable to a listening audience. No social media as well. Be tech savvy and surround yourself with individuals, if you choose to do so, that are also equally savvy in technology as well. 
I hope that was helpful. And if you like, Sydney, we could talk offline regarding that, those recommendations. I'm now down to the last seven minutes. And I want to say, I have three questions, so I'm going to do my best to get them in. Um, Anike, I just saw your response, by the way. Uh, thank you. I can't wait to see the website. Yes, the website is going to be nice. You're going to get a preview of the site before it comes out. So do look out for that in your inbox. But there are three questions left, and I'm going to do my best to get them. The first question, the last, well, close to the last question, is from Christine from Palm Beach, Florida. Christine, thanks for listening here in Florida. How do you deal with writer's block? You know what? I don't. <laughs> Christine, you know what I do? If the writer's block is prohibiting me from accomplishing or meeting a deadline, that's another issue. But I always make time in the week to write. I write and read before I go to bed. I write and read when I'm sitting on a toilet, honestly. I write and read or read and or read uh, when I'm, I have free time, if I'm at an airport or if I'm traveling, I always take my iPad Pro and my, my poetry journal every trip I go on. Even if it's a three-day weekend or a weekend excursion of sorts, I need to have my best tools available so that I can capture ideas because stuff just happens. They just birth. I just get birthed any place, any time of day and night. I need to capture them because once they're out, out of sight, out of mind. So I recommend that. But also, too, you know, watching a movie, reading a book, reading other people's ideas, it helps generate ideas of your own. Go to YouTube, for instance, and start watching a YouTube channel or subscribe to a channel about motivation or even writer's block. Listen to see what others are doing out there. The key is to try to, and it's, here's something else. Go do chores around the house. Go to the grocery store. Go do something else. But if it's prolonged, that may mean that you need to, need to be and need to work on that or address it another way. I will admit to something. Because I'm in such a, a community of writers all the time, from, from my associations to my work, I rarely have those moments because I'm constantly immersed in other ideas. The problem I'm now getting is that I'm so overwhelmed with so many ideas that come to mind. And I don't have enough time to, to do, all them, do all of them or to write them down. So I'm trying to find a way to capture all this stuff and not lose it all because I feel that there's such an overwhelming sense of emotion that I can't get rid of or at least grapple with. So therefore, I say to you, you've got to find the right mechanism or the right strategy that works for you, but don't let it stop you from writing. Because if you're just tired of writing, some people just get tired. Then okay, taking a hiatus is not a bad thing either. I hope that was helpful. And if you have any follow-up questions, you can, you can email me. Leonardo from Miami, Florida. Leonardo writes, I'm an artist who wants to publish a coffee table book of my work. Have you had experience with publishing art books? The answer is no, but I do have a couple of colleagues who have Leonardo, and I'll be happy to connect you with them if you follow up with me. I will say that coffee table books are beautiful um, pieces to add to in the living room, but also don't make that, the, don't, don't limit yourself. Uh, yes, it'll sit on a living room table, but also I see those coffee books in different locations and sold at different stores that are in bookstores. So you may want to look at other avenues or venues where these, this book can be promoted. But don't just limit yourself to one place of where that book should be found. You want your book to be read widely read. Try to connect with an art history department at a local college. That will help as well to help promote. If you could teach there even well, if you were credentialed to do so, even better. 
so use the opportunity to connect with as many support networks as you can in order to get it out there. I'll connect it to my colleagues if you're interested. And the last question for today is Natalie from Pooler, Georgia. Is there a book that you haven't written yet that you'd like to write? And if so, what? Yes, Nat Natalie. In fact, after Everyday Fools comes out later this year, late next year, I want my poetry book to come out. And so this poetry, uh, the past year, I've been writing poetry and visiting all these really cool places in South Florida. So I'm writing, reading over history, I'm peering over artifacts and evidence, and I'm bringing these incredible stories of individuals to life through prose of poetry. And so therefore, I, yes, there is a book. And also there are other things coming out from every name itself. I have short story books that only focus on particular targeted audiences. Kind of like how that chicken soup thing goes in terms of chicken soup for the teenage soul, chicken soup for the mom soul. I kind of want, and I don't want, and I'm not writing soulful things, but I want to follow in suit with a similar theme with other very specific everyday folks books. All of this takes time, time I don't have, and somewhere in there I need to finish another textbook too. So it'll get done what I can with what I ha have, but I offer you um, a thank you for being interested in what's happening beyond where I'm at right now in 2017. I'm always looking ahead, and I encourage you to do the same. Folks, this has been a very busy hour. It started abruptly with the audio issue. I have to tell you, I figured out right now why there was an audio issue. I was using a headphone that was bad. So therefore, I took off the headphone, I threw it off, and then things became crystal clear. So I won't be using headphones anymore, at least that particular headphone set for my next show. But I want to say thank you for listening. Tune in this coming Saturday. I believe my colleague Anika is promoting another show on Saturday um, on her health series. Do check it out and check out her other series, her show that came out yesterday. I listened personally. It was so good. It motivated me to get up on the elliptical today. And as well as listening for our K-pop girls who are coming, at, coming up at the end of the month, the fourth Friday of the month where they're going to be talking about what's new and what's coming for K-pop. And right here on Everyday Folks next Sunday, I will be back at 3 p.m. with the follow-up show. And I'm bringing back former guests who I've interviewed a year ago to see where they're at now. So I won't tell you who they're at. you got to check on social media to find out. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books and creator of Everyday Folks Radio. Thanks for listening and tune in for more exciting programming. Until then, take care of yourself.